Hugh Jackman, James Mangold, Logan. Dale underscore A, Slim, James Howlett, the three hosts of Paper Keg this evening. Um, you know, they're great. It's episode 282. We're going to drop some huge reveal bombs on you. Are you? On you? Who even cares? You know, 19 episodes, I'm just going to phone in my enunciation from now on in. Who says we even need to do 19 episodes? We could just end after Logan. You know, the way we're destined to end the show. I mean, what if, like, big pie-in-the-sky theory, fan theory, maybe that's what's happened all along. Mm-hmm. No? I you take it's... two. You take two. You take eight. 282. Two plus eight is what? It's ten. Ten. Weapon plus X. Plus two. X23. Two, two plus three is five. Follow the money. <laughs> <laughs> that was our VP of money. He's trying to get us out of this. He's trying <laughs> to weasel out of the 300 episodes. You know, he's the VP of merch. He's the one. Now you're probably like, is Dale just holding up a phone to his microphone to get this music come out on the podcast? Yes. That's what? where I am right now, all right? I don't have my old mixer hooked up. because it's not trash night. What have we become? Yeah? Now now we go out with a whimper. <laughs> this, is, this is the way I should have been doing it all along. This is a, the, the podcast balloon having its air let out, zipping across the room and, and falling feebly. This this episode is the fart right before the troublemaker comes out. <laughs> that was VP Emerge. Welcome back to the show, Dale. You know, it feels great to be back. This is one of the only like high points in my life. If you did some sort of graph of my day that kind of like peaked and valleyed, it would be a valley and PK would be the peak. Peak PK and also watching the video uh, to Wild Wildlife while bathing my children with a young uh, John Goodman starring in the video. How about that? So when you uh, stop listening to this, get on your YouTubes, even if you're driving, it's okay, <laughs> believe me, and uh, type up the old Wild Wildlife and start watching the video and see John Goodman for yourself. Uh, apparently, six degrees of uh, talking heads, there was a, a movie directed by David Byrne, I believe, some sort of weird mockumentary that John Goodman starred in. This must have been on the soundtrack. You've now had way too much information about it. I feel like also, this show was maybe, morphed. Like maybe like the lot. other little peak of my day was probably about two hours before Paper Keg when I had to improvise and make my own squatty in the squatty potty <laughs> because otherwise I wasn't finishing and getting off of that toilet anytime soon, so... Thank God for my children's uh, blue stool. I don't know. I could read that two different ways. I'm not sure which way to read that. The usage of the word stool. 
But we have another host. He's a writer. You know, just a reminder, we're not only going to talk about Logan, the film, this episode. We're also going to talk about Adamantium Men. Wolverine. <laughs> oh yeah, two hundred eighty-two episodes. What uh, going out on top? What you can't see, viewers, is that he's queued up a YouTube video and he has the video side pointed at us, so I can literally see the reflections of this music video in Sean Slim's Goodman. glasses. It's oh my God. it's like a five D concert I'm at right now. The wor- the probably the worst part. I mean, obviously, the worst part is Dale's holding up a phone to the microphone to play audio. But I feel like the the, the worst part of it is like the volumes at like a level two on the phone. So it's just pulling in like the weakest level of audio possible. Yeah. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Jones Loves Beers back. Welcome. Uh, to the show. Back like I never left. You know, huge announcement. All right. I'm going to set the stage for you. Last night, doing my laundry, you know. Oh, the the family has gone to bed like sweet cherubs. You know, I stay up late to get my laundry done. I don't like, you know, I like to get my laundry out of the way so that people don't have to deal with my work clothes. You know, I wash in the middle of the night. Sure. So next to the laundry room is the four foot by four foot area to which I'm allowed to enjoy life. Yeah, it's right, right in front of my old flat screen. My video game consoles are there. I'm stoked. There's a... I'm, there's a there's like a three cubic foot area filled with tiny bale Batman. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> where it is. And like I literally have my TV stand, a folding chair, which is cold as S down there because it's the basement. So I, I sit my little warm tushy on that cold seat. You know, I've got nothing but Logan on the brain since we saw it. Just going over and over in my head, doing my typical JLB obsession so I flip through my back catalog, and what do I find? But one of the best games of all time, X-Men Origins Wolverine, the game. Mm-hmm. I throw it in the PS3, which I still have hooked up. I had to find the wires for it. And I played up until the escape from Weapon X, like two and a half hours mm-hmm. last night. It was wow. amazing. Huge yeah. reveal. Huge reveal. Huge announcement. I played an old game, and it was great. Still shocking, holds up. Shocking the world. Of Paper Keg. That actually was a great game, if I remember correctly. Did, was that the one with Mark Hamill doing the voice? Uh, no, that was uh, X2, X2 Wolverine's Wolf- Revenge, which was oh, also man. an incredible game. And now I must find it. Thank you for you that. You know what? Like, I think that's fallen under the radar. Most people forget that Mark Hamill was doing the voice. That of was the, amazing. Of that and it was um, the one level which I, I liked the best was Colossus Guest Starred. And I actually got to see the uh, fastball special in the game. He's like chasing a helicopter or a uh, stealth jet or whatever. Oh, Mm -hmm. amazing. They don't make them like that anymore. No, they don't. Yeah. Not to to, uh, our knowledge. And we've, you know, we're pretty good experts when it comes to... We are. We know how to Google. And things like this. If we know anything. Yeah. The, uh, listen, we, you know, we talked about, we've been doing movies, people... You know, are loving it. You know, Dale originally probably was sweating in his size fours, wondering how people were going to react to the movies. I'll tell you what, we might have to set up a whole hour just to read the letters of people loving how we've been doing movies. Mm -hmm. People People wonder why we haven't been doing movies from the beginning. Right? And this week, 
Dale was on a Logan high. I was. He was stroking that hairy Logan beard if in I his can mind. Interject, interject. The score is on Spotify. Please continue. Breaking news from Jonesy Loves Beer. <laughs> it's uh, Take a sip of your coffee, Jonesy. You deserve that. <laughs> Dale, in a fit of Logan hysteria, mm. said mm-hmm. that we had to do a Logan book at the same time. Right. And he didn't care what it what it was. So we eventually settled on Adamantium Men. And, mm-hmm. and I wondered in, in my head, you know, if this was the Logan hysteria and what part of it was... We haven't done a comic book in a while. We need to appease the people. What what percentage was the appeasement, Dale? Be honest with us in the paper keg community. We need to appease the gods and the Waponi Woo, a la Joe versus the Volcano. Uh, it was actually just me trying to satisfy, um, you know, I'm going to be honest, maybe 30%. Uh, listener appeasement. <laughs> that's a big percent. 30%. That's a that's, third that's, of your reasoning. I I wondered too if we would have heard the suggestion of doing a book had the Logan letters not streamed in mm. like two days after you made that suggestion. Yeah, I mean they mm-hmm. poured in. They, they we should in. have never done comics. You guys are just changing our yeah. worlds. Right. You know mm-hmm. I made up with my wife because you guys started doing movies. I stopped drinking. I mean it's been yeah. life changing. Yeah, we're not going to read those on the air. Those are the private ones. Yeah. So if yeah. you don't we, hear those later, you know why. Yeah, and and you know it's it was so great because, I mean, by the time I hit issue two of the uh, the story we're reading, I just wish I had watched Logan again. <laughs> we could talk about Logan <laughs> twice in a row on the show. Oh, <laughs> true thoughts about the Adamantium Men coming out. Dale's not a, not about uh, n- maybe not about the Adamantium Men. Maybe it's just about setting time aside to read a comic. Mm-hmm. You know, this is All going right. to go down as one of our best discussions ever. I think. You know, it was. Dale, Dale was living the life not having to read, and he wanted to throw a wrench into the plans. <laughs> Let's read a comic book, even though we don't have to. Let's right. just it's do our it. show. You know? I would reckon that's a lot like me on the 11th hour of... Oh, we got to bleep that out. The 11th hour of Redacted. I mean, you had your Ooh. son wearing... <laughs> Uh, outfit on Twitter. Do we need to bleep anything out of this point? You know what? Really? 281. Who cares? Up. I've worked for 15 years. So anyway, oh my God. we sit there and I go, you know, I promised you I retire May the 5th and I could just vacation out right now, but there's a lot of work I got to do next week. So I'm going to choose to work an additional week. Mm-hmm. I imagine that's yeah. what da- the kind of energy Dale was trying to summon when he sent us that text. Right. You know, we could do nothing, but we could also do more work. Listen. Sorry, guys. Before <laughs> right. we get into the Adamantium Men and then Logan, maybe we'll spend 10 minutes on Adamantium Men. Maybe sure. nine. We've five, been five, going five, on too long. I have days. breaking news. Oh, God. I, you know, I'm still trying to finish uh, the Wayward Pines trilogy. I've, I've come back to it on my Kindle on the train after maybe like a two-month break. Mm-hmm. Amazingly, the battery's still it's still there. I haven't had to charge a thing in like four months. Like, wow. Amazing. Wow. Um, I got into an amazing part of the book where I didn't want to stop. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't, yeah, I had to drive home. So oh, I didn't man. think, I didn't think to look uh, because I didn't have, I don't want to use up my data. 
Uh-huh. So when I got home, I was like, what's the story with Audible? Do I have to like pay extra to listen to this? Little did I know that certain books on Kindle have Kindle narration. And it's already included in the book for you to just start listening to the audiobook version. Mm. So so that's what I was doing when I came home. I listened to like 40 minutes of uh, the audio the book. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Hello from the other side. Was it something like, did you immediately just start like making fun of like the fact that you were doing it or were you kind of like okay with it? I mean, I was okay with it. I the the main reason I did it is just because I didn't want to have a. I wanted to finish the book. Like I didn't yeah, want to sure. wait for my forty five right minute drive home. Um, it's a big That's file, cool. actually. You could I did it all on the Kindle Android app. It's like mm-hmm. two hundred megs. The audio uh, narration of this book. Uh, so thank God I didn't try to download it at the train station. <laughs> Yeah, wow. I just imagine um, you hugging yourself going, idiot F, idiot Dale, trying not to like it, like trying to put up a wall against listen, I loving. Listen, I never bad-mouthed he never, audiobooks. He never did. He never did. Check the tapes, Jonesy. Jonesy, you bo- you You are well aware that I have no idea how to check the tapes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was good. I, I, I depending on, I generally can't. Uh, listen to my phone while I'm driving because I don't have a Bluetooth connection and the audio connection I do have is using the same power as the charger. Mm. So whenever I hook up an audio cable, there's like massive feedback. So I need to buy like a $15 adapter. Yeah, that's that could... Or not charge my phone when I drive, which is just a crazy thought. <laughs> um, but it was cool. I mean, I'm, I, I'll probably stick to reading. Like in, when I get to bed, I'll probably try to finish the book. Uh, mm-hmm. On the Kindle. Well, cool. the uh, that the way the Whisper Sync works, I mean, it's pretty incredible how it it can find where you're at in the audiobook based on where you left off on the, your Kindle. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. pretty close I mean, it's with pretty, like, with a paragraph. Great. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's huge news. It's a it's huge revelation. Breaking news for the PK community. The PK community. There was something else I was going to say. How, why did we just start using that just now? PK community. <laughs> Wow, I don't know. Holy crap. I mean, you're the VP of of you know ideas. This should, this was your territory. It's your. I mean, you've you've expanded yourself. You've expanded your mind listening to an audio 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 book, audio 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 book. I don't. Even, I'm getting worse, and you're getting smarter. <laughs> I mean, people listen to you guys read those letters. You're falling apart. You know, yeah. It's it's crumbling before I, our eyes. I any mental energy I had, I used. Uh, to use a makeshift stool so I could hike my legs up and my knees over my head so I could squeeze that last turd out of my behind today. Huh? Your size fours behind your head. <laughs> I, you're too vitriolic with that. I don't get <laughs> Now, last week I said, um, PK, you said no more comics. We're not doing them. And stupid me. Idiot F, Dale. No, I was going to say, before we get into the Adamantium Men for the next five minutes, uh, Q317, last week I said, my wife says I'm in, so long as I meet requirement X. And now, can we lay it out on the line here from the other two hosts? What's the update status on Q317? Jonesy and Dale, go. Uh, I did not do my assigned homework. I apologize. I'll follow up this week, and you'll have it for partial credit. Listen, 
<laughs> if, if even if I have to uh, group text my wife, Jonesy's wife, and Jonesy all at the same time to make this happen, Q three seventeen will be happening. You are okay? a wizard, sir. It'll. I, I will make it happen. Like if people who've met me in person think I have a silver tongue, you have never met the silver fox. Just he has a way with people to which I can only aspire. We're running out of time, guys. We're running out of time. The tape is. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think we've cut too far into our adamantium men segment <laughs> to do to spend our full amount of time on it. <laughs> All right, adamantium men was a book. Bef- Next, Bef- Logan. The before movie. we get into Logan the movie, that's what people came here to, to see. The Logan talk. Um. Adamantium Men, Jason Aaron, Ron Garney, Marvel Comics, Wolverine Weapon X. Jonesy, what is this book? Jason Aaron weaves a tale of the Weapon X recipe for Wolverine is sold on the black market. Uh, Evil Marvel Corporation Roxxon creates the Strike Force X, a uh, paramilitary group um, that has been laced with adamantium unbreakable bones, given a techno-organic healing factor and senses, enhanced strength and reflexes, and mother effing laser claws. And they are sent to do the bidding of Roxxon in South America. Uh, former uh, Team X slash Weapon X uh, mutant maverick recruits Wolverine to go clean up this mess and uh logan takes care of business the only way he knows how with six adamantium mother effing claws and uh through the five issues you are led to a like a wonderful story told in two days scenario where wolverine hunts down these uh second string Wolverines, as it were, mm-hmm. and brings right. the parties to justice only to find out that he was betrayed from the word go. Adamantium men. Um, so, yeah, it's it. I mean, I was riding high on Logan. I wanted to read some Wolverine, and this, I mean, you got Jason Aaron writing. Mm-hmm. Wolverine it is a match made in heaven. What I think you see here is like the um, Jason Aaron laying the foundation of some uh, a budding, amazing storyteller. It's a solid Wolverine story. I mean, it's not like Brotherhood. It's not. It's not like Rucka or or mm. something like that. But it's a great story. It's just like I think the problem is it's got maybe some pretty forgettable people he's up against but i mean when you're writing a solo wolverine book he kills everybody so it's not like you could have everybody be memorable i just see you taking that blue stool and taking a hot <laughs> s all over no, the no, no. I, no it was great i loved it what i really loved if we can get into the weeds i mean if if nobody's read the adamantium men it's probably going to be hard for them to follow along but what i really loved and i really wanted out of like two or three full issues was in issue two, um, 
the narration, the monologues was coming from like a squad leader who Wolverine was hunting. Mm-hmm. And it was like for, they were in the jungles of South America and he was basically narrating how Wolverine was taking down his men in these jungle terrains. And it was, it read like so amazing because it was coming from his angle and basically how he he's like, he couldn't, not make Wolverine sound like the most B.A. character ever. I thought the whole story was going to be from that angle. Like, at least, it, it was only like a quarter of an issue, it turned out, but I really wished it was like going to be an issue or two of that because to turn the story and the source of the, uh, the your information from that side to hear how brutal Wolverine can be was awesome. Yeah, I, I think the idea of Wolverine being this specter makes him far more scary than, you know, because he's kind of, you know, or was, I should say, for a, for a long time overexposed. So you kind of forget, like, the nitty-gritty of what kind of character he is. If you are up against him as an opponent, he can't yeah. really be killed. You know, and... If he's slowed, it only incenses him. It's only going to make him, you know, want to go after you harder. You can't avoid detection by him because of his senses. And there is literally no kind of armor that you can wear that will protect you from his weapons. Like, if you were an actual commando and this is the person coming after you, that's got to be... Just go home. Yeah. Just go live. I'm done. I will not just cash go. this paycheck from Roxanne, and I'll just go back to my family. Right, exactly. This is not worth it. Yeah. If you're help manning the, the Alcatraz for the bad guys, you find out Wolverine's coming to break back in, you just quit. Or, you just go. Or you just leave the door unlocked, and you go for a sandwich and hope you avoid the bloodbath. Yeah. Yeah, the, the bit that you mentioned, Dale, of the soldier was probably the, one of the best parts of the whole book. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the way that they turn, like, Wolverine is generally one step ahead of everybody. But then a few times they reveal that, you know, the new soldiers that are just like him are already one step ahead of him. Like, he tortures the one dude knowing that he wouldn't give up anything. And then he lets him, he accidentally lets him go because he put <laughs> a tracker, like, behind his eyeball. So like, like, oh, Wolverine's smart. He got him. He's gonna track him, and then he like tracks the eyeball, and the eyeball is like, you know, attached to the a tree stump. Out. Yeah, it's like attached to a tree stump with the tracker still in it. So the soldiers are already one step ahead of him. That was so good. But even like when he he's surrounded by the soldiers, like twenty of them at that point, and he he like runs, and then eventually waits for them to come to him is probably one of the you know, top two moments of the whole book. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but honestly, the the best part for me was the Melita character being introduced, the reporter, because she becomes, uh, you know, the love interest for the, like the majority of Aaron's run on the character, I think, until the end. Um, but she was is probably one of my favorite girlfriends, lovers in the Wolverine lore. And she wasn't a superhero, so there was trepidation about them having a relationship, but she held her own in, in so many stories. And there's a really great one-off issue that Jason Aaron wrote about Wolverine's birthday where 
She's oh, a reporter, cool. so she dug and found out what the day he was born, and even though like Wolverine didn't even know at that point, so she invited like all the X Men and everyone to like this cabin for a surprise birthday. Oh, and uh, their relationship was amazing. Unfortunately, it ended um, in a storyline where somebody messed with Wolverine's memories, and he like couldn't remember who she was. It was oh, that's really terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. I think this was like right before Marvel now. Where like everything got rebooted or whatever, mm-hmm. so they tried to like end it that way. But yeah, she was she was tops in in the Wolverine stories. This like this arc is like one part the paper chase, one part the Pelican brief, you know, one part uh, Heart of Darkness, you know, one part Full Metal Jacket. Like there's so many. Like you could tell that Jason Aaron just brings his tastes to this book Mm -hmm. like this book is indelibly jason aaron and even the way he writes this arc i think is very cinematic so when wolverine uh, when maverick turns wolverine onto uh the adamantium men or strike force x whatever you want to call it you know he goes back to um or he tracks down weapon x where they are now and he finds the like adamantium bath that's very similar to the one that created him. And he's like, Oh, like, and you're, and for a second, you're like, there's another Wolverine. And then like turn the page and it's like 10 like canisters. So you're like, what is going on here? That's like, that could be the, the transition from act one to act two in a movie, like very cinematic, very well paced. Um, Wolverine. Cause they, cause they had the two 10 guys at once, not one after the other in the same bath. Yeah. I guess they were worried about, you know, infectious disease being passed on with their techno-organic healing factors. I think I just like to say techno-organic. Techno-organic. Techno you love organic. it, but you can't even say it. Can't, I love it so much, I can't even wrap my tongue around it. So, then, I mean, Wolverine has some of the the single best, like, inner monologue moments, just like the uh, the team leader. Like he says, never since Captain America, everyone's been trying to recreate the super soldier and every time someone thinks that they've created the most deadly assassin on the planet, I have to remind them they already did. Mm-mm. Like, just yeah, so many bad line. A moments. And then there's <laughs> this great moment that I think is, like, uniquely Jason Aaron. And the climax of the book, uh, the Strike Force leader and Logan are fighting in, like, a an urban area, like a city street. And they kind of roll into a, a school bus, and the kids are all like looking on so they both sheathe their claws and they agree that this is not the right thing and then they pick a spot and they walk back over like that's like the most jason aaron thing i've ever read is that scene right there like even though it's like heat like we're gonna do heat like two people who are against mm-hmm. each other but have like a subtle amount of honor and respect for one another mm-hmm. this is like There's the heat the, of wolverine the scene at the end of that of that very scene you mentioned where the dude's like, you know, we met once uh, in so-and-so or like a job in Afghanistan. And Wolverine's like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he said like he was impressed with him or whatever. And Wolverine was like, oh, yeah, I guess you wanted to be me. And the dude's like, no, I wanted to be better. And then the fight kicks up again. Oh, it was yeah. really cool. I liked how he w- had his wits about him. And he was like, that's the same guy who was uh, narrating in the jungles as he, they were being hunted. But he was like at least not a total psycho who, you know, 
and he chose to not fight in front of the kids and stuff like that. That was, mm-hmm. I like that character. I could have read a mini about him as Wolverine 1.6 out mm-hmm. and like, you know, writing wrongs. You know what I mean? Maybe you need to write that, Chunzi. Kick up the old uh, get, script Get the old machine. word processor out. Start kicking out some fanfic. Could just be days away from Wolverine 1.6. Laser Claws, volume one. Yeah? Because I don't think the guy has a name. Maybe it's Bill Laser Claws. The, uh, All my fake names are Bill, by the way. <laughs> where um, they, they're essentially like in the middle of the ocean. Um, and... I think it, like Jason Aaron tackles kind of like an obvious thing that not many writers do, which is, you know, what happens when you throw Wolverine in, in the ocean? Right. Like, he's going to drown. Like he can't like really swim with all that weight on him. Um, And then you never really hear that in a lot of books. Like why doesn't anyone just try to drown him? Yeah. Yeah. Because you just drop him in the Marianas Trench or something like that. And he's never. <laughs> You're right. It's, but it, it's it. The only thing, like, I thought the monologue was amazing. Like, mm-hmm. Wolverine admitted, he's like, I'm not afraid of anything but water. He's like, You put me over water. And I'm, he's pretty much like saying he's pretty much toast. Like, it was a great monologue, him explaining his fears. But then it's like the, the, the fake Wolverine brings the copter down into the water. And then it shows Wolverine, like, walking out of the water. Like, so there wasn't that much of an issue. Like, they could have really explored the fact that he was going to die, but didn't. And Mm -hmm. they really, it like, I guess probably they were just trying to wrap up the story at that point or something like like that. If water is really the only thing that could kill him, like, you're taking a huge gamble flying a helicopter alone into the middle of the ocean against right. these dudes. Like, they might have rocket launchers, Wolverine. In fact, what's your plan yeah, then? True. They're like a black ops Navy SEAL squad. I, in fact, I would put money on the fact they do have rocket launchers. Right. He blows up the, the what do you call that thing? The water uh, that they were on, the water. Oil rig? The, oil, yeah, an oil rig. They blow that up. Like, he, like, you're taking the biggest chance of your life, Wolverine. Right. By like flying this paper mache helicopter out there when you blow that paper thing up, mache. because the worst thing does happen. The guy, there's one guy that like jumps onto the back of his chopper. At that point, right. it's game over for Wolverine. Like, uh, well, I guess I better start choppering to shore because <laughs> I'm about to drown to death. But like the chopper explodes in the ocean, and he like by happenstance grabs onto a piece of the helicopter and floats to shore. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Lucky, yeah, you were super lucky, <laughs> and, and and I I wasn't even thinking about like rocket launchers. Like you're right. What if they had rock? I'm just thinking about what if one of the Wolverine guys hops up off of Pizza Flotsam floating in the water <laughs> and chops the helicopter in half, which is what happened. Right. Like, there's more of a chance of the helicopter just going down from machine gun fire. Yeah, like he needs to be wearing that. he needs to be wearing a jetpack in this helicopter in the event of helicopter right. disaster. He also needs to have some kind of like inflatable buoy underneath the jetpack in the event of jetpack disaster. Yeah, you know, maybe breaking the uh, the fourth wall here, but aren't you friends with like the Avengers, the West Coast Avengers, the rest of the X Men? Nobody could have spotted you on that one. Like, just have old this school road. This is his Rogue, job and his alone. Just Araro Monroe afloat in the air, ready to right. get a big gust of wind in case you are about to drown to death. This is this is exactly like every Batman mission that 
doesn't need the, his his bat clan. Like you, I can't. It's too dangerous. <laughs> right. I, I don't need right. you on this one. It's just me. I'll do it. I can't risk it. <laughs> like I can't risk my eight year old sidekick on this one. <laughs> Get out of here. You stink. Yeah. Yes. Also, um, Ron Garney, I feel like doesn't get enough props as a Wolverine artist. He's just, I mean, he's, he's just, mm-hmm. he just gets it done every issue. I feel yeah. like he did get mystique as well, I think. And, uh, I love Ron Garney's art. I love him. I, I was thinking that too. I mean, you, like there was a lot that went into this book. You're expected to do a monthly, you know, book. It's, it can get to be a lot, but he pulled it off. I mean, there's a lot happening in these issues and it, it looked wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially Wolverine in the hard-to-get-right X-Force costume. Mm. I think the colors yeah. make it difficult to I was really draw. surprised to see he, that that was right. equipped. But he equipped that. When he wore the... I mean, it makes sense, right? Because X-Force were the off-the-books, like, dark missions. So, you know, I think when I first read, I either expected the wife-beater blue jeans Wolverine with his cowboy mm-hmm. boots, or I expected classic, you know, blue and yellow. So when he wore X-Force, like, I was just like, yeah, yeah, this is all, yeah. This is like a 1970s spy slash war movie. What about in the uh, like the the opening sequence? Like he totally wore like X Men the cartoon outfit. Yeah, civilian with the... Wolverine yeah. action figure. Yeah. <laughs> it's civilian Wolverine or the Wolverine. In, I think it might have even been Wolverine in street clothes. I had that one. <laughs> you gotta. You have to when you get a minute. Go on YouTube and Google best of animated Wolverine. You have to do oh, it. Yes. It's a, it's like okay. twelve minutes. It's like twelve minutes very well spent. Let's just put that. Let's just insert that into the show instead. Of Twelve minutes of audio just from the animated series. <laughs> the one other thing I'll mention about Ron Garney is he drew short Wolverine in the scenes where he was with yeah. Melita. He was like two feet shorter than her. He was always looking up. I thought that was a great touch. Like I like you know, when they do the Ultimate Universe. I like how they kind of modeled him as like a six foot stud, knowing that you know Hugh Jack. Like that's who the I guess the mainstream audience was thinking who Wolverine was because of the movie exposure. But for me, he's always going to be the animated series squat, animalistic, you know, really feral character. So to see God. see them to return to that well is like a well it's like seeing an old friend. You know, it's like a very just, welcome thing. I just forgot, but that first volume of Ultimate X-Men is awesome. Tomorrow people. Yeah. Like literally the perfect plot. Wolverine is hired by Magneto to infiltrate the X-Men. Oh God, yeah, that's and right. And he ends up joining the team. The art by Adam Kubert on Wolverine. Uh-huh. Remember the like the dream sequence or whatever it is where he kills the X-Men in that garden? Yeah. And like snaps Cyclops' neck and oh, uses God. him as a living weapon to kill the other X-Men. How about the panel where Wolverine, back when you could still smoke in Marvel Comics, smoke, yeah, I and Wolverine smoking the cigar, and the smoke tendrils are like all around Magneto? Mm-hmm. Ooh, oh my man, God, that, that's man. so good. We should do a podcast about comic books one day after we're maybe. done movies. You know, maybe that's segue put that on the list as like one of the first ones we do. Absolutely, 2018 Ultimate X Men. State the end. Mm. Should we episode get into three, should, episode 306 in 2018? <laughs> Late 2018. <laughs> episode 302. Q, Q318. 
Uh, all right, so we all saw a movie last week. Oh, yeah. I think we, we all, all saw, saw a movie. the movie. You know, we all remember where we were when the first trailer came out. I was walking in New York City when the first trailer of Logan came out. I played it on my phone. Data usage be damned. Oh, my God, yeah. And I wow. lost it. Literally lost it. Yeah. Now, uh, Josie, what's this film about, Logan? It's Logan, the world's foremost assassin slash cage fighter slash superhero, um, is washed up. He's a washed up Uber driver. He uh, He's grinding it out to make money for what we don't know as yet. Um, his healing factor is overwhelmed by severe adamantium poisoning. And it's taken a toll on almost everything we love about the character. Uh, you see him return after you know dispatching some street toughs, as he can still do, as at a crotchety old Wolverine. He still got it. You know, he still is the best at what he does. He returns back to Mexico, where you see that he is taking care of an aged Charles Xavier, unbeknownst. To him, Charles has been in communication with Wolverine's clone, question mark, daughter, double question mark, Laura, 1X23. And what follows is really the best movie of the last five years as Wolverine agrees to take Laura to Eden, a mutant of promised land in a world without mutants. And what will Wolverine gain? And what will this cost him as he makes perhaps the trip of his life? Logan. <laughs> I, I, I guess we could probably say, I mean, if you listen to Jonesy's synopsis, you're prepared for spoilers anyway. So, uh, but spoilers ahead. Yeah. Do not listen. Spoilers ahoy. Mm-hmm. Even. This will not be a spoiler-free review of Logan. Now, I really liked The Wolverine. I thought that there was a beautiful film. Mangold has an eye for beautiful movies, character movies. A lot of people badmouth it because of the third act. I don't badmouth it. Yeah? Absolutely not. Um, and in, in, in The Wolverine, I think he gambled the first time casting Yukio and Mariko. Um, and I don't think it was, I don't think they nailed it out of the park. I thought they were great actresses. But in this one, he gambled again to cast X23. And like, everything was perfect. This whole movie fell into place like I could have never dreamed for for Logan. Every, like, I had the highest expectations for this movie and it nailed it. I couldn't believe it when I when I was witnessing in the theater when I first saw it. There was definitely when the movie starts and the opening scene is just amazing. You're you're you have this Chrysler limousine. Somebody's trying to steal a tire. You know, maybe you know the car from the trailer. You're not sure how it's connected to Wolverine. Logan is drunk asleep on the back seat gets out 
you know, basically says, look, fellas, you're barking up the wrong tree. They shoot him. And he stays down way too long. And you're like, whoa. And then when he finally gets back up, he's only like quasi-Wolverine. Like, it's... I forgot what my original point is, except that this movie is so fantastic. Uh, <laughs> it was so great well, that I got this, lost in the theater of my own mind. Yeah, it sets right? the stage that it's not the Wolverine you grew up with at this point. Like, his fighting is super sloppy. Right. Like, he loses the yeah. first half of that fight before he eventually cuts somebody's hand off, you know, by accident. His claw point. won't fully engage, and he's, like, mm-hmm. confused by it in one of the funnier moments of the movie. What the, what the F was I talking about? I don't know. It was all good. Yeah. Talking about Logan. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just... Like, it's a, the movie's set in 2029. You find out through uh, a lot of dialogue that the mutants were basically hunted to extinction, so there's not a whole lot left, which uh, was a great way to handle the, the solo story, basically. And, and another point on that, they, they kind of, at the, at the onset of the movie, they don't even really tell you what happened to the mutants. But did you mm-hmm. catch the explanation at the end of the movie? It was an incredible explanation. So, to Eric LaSalle, Dr. Benton from ER, back in a crazy good role was, uh, I believe the guy's name is Morrison. It could be Sandra wrong. Sandra Rice. No, no, I'm talking about the farmer. Oh. Yeah, Eric LaSalle. I don't know what that guy's name was. So, he, he lets his soul glow. He has a <laughs> a walk in the fields. He's you know he's a a farmer who wouldn't sell to corporate. And you learn that big government has taken over almost every farm in the country, and they are specifically interested in the corn crops and like manipulating them on a chemical level to find out that mutants weren't were basically because of the nation's obsession with high fructose corn syrup, gene therapy for the last 20 or 30 years to eliminate the number of naturally occurring mutants till it's almost zero. Man, like even when there's a scene where Logan actually goes to a a hospital and the doctor's like, I haven't seen a mutant in like 15 years. This is amazing. Like, so you find out that it's been a sinister plot from, uh, forget, was it Transgen Corporation to corner the market on mutants so they have the only ones it it was like a crazy spy thriller <clears throat> plot which it was like easy to miss because xander rice like blurts it out really fast like yeah. he talks fast and i barely even caught it the first time i saw the movie and I was like, wait, what did he just say? Did, yeah. Was that the cause of the mutants? And then he's he's dead in like two seconds. Like, oh, I guess I'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll have to see the movie a second time in the theater to really get yeah, it. Darn. I mean, tough, tough for you, I'm sure. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about, how about Wolverine's Bronco in the third act? Come on. Mm-hmm. The stolen Bronco. We've been talking about Broncos, I feel like, for 15 years on this podcast. That one might be too old for me. That Bronco. Oh, like the 60s era, too old? Yeah. You're more of like a like early 90s full-size Bronco guy. What year was Waltz in Longmire? 92 XLT. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or 94, excuse me, XLT. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Dale, what did you think of the, of the overall experience of this film? 
Uh, I mean, I w- I honestly was completely floored. I um by the 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 little trailer action that I exposed myself to. I I think my expectations were more than blown away because uh like I liked the Wolverine as well. I I you know I loved it, but there's something you know that third act kind of like kept you in that realm of like I guess Fox superhero quality movie. You know what I mean? Like it was a great movie, but there was that little bit of over the topness or that didn't quite match the rest of the film. And what I was expecting was uh, Caliban to be a lot more of an impact to be the threat all along. And I thought that was going to be a little bit more. And I could be totally wrong, obviously, because I didn't watch all the trailers. But I was expecting uh, a sort of uh, more of um, a superhero-y, super villainy kind of uh, relationship between the two. And I didn't believe up until he, uh, you know, basically killed himself, I thought that he was still going to be a factor in the movie. And as it turns out, he was one of the good guys, man. He was just, he just was sick and tired of hunting down mutants too. Like, which, like, you just see the, uh, the weariness in the in the mutants who are left, which are just like three or four of them, you know, at this point. But like you could just tell he's been through it and he lived it and he worked for the wrong people and he regrets it. And that's why he's there with Wolverine taking care of Charles this whole time and dealing with like Professor X's like maniacal brain degenerative like bullcrap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because he has such a guilty conscious now i will say I, I, I was blown away by the whole entire movie like i i want to go see it again as soon as i can uh, i loved it i do recall what i was talking about earlier when i got so lost in that majestic opening was that i expected a quality drop at some point <laughs> like it was like there's no way they can maintain this high level of integrity throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was thinking about the third act of The Wolverine, and I actually, listen, I forgive that third act because I'm sure Mangold was influenced a lot by, you know, oh, yeah. what I think was probably the studio that said, well, guys, mm-hmm. we need big FX, we need big budget, that's what put butts in seats. This movie, proving that entirely wrong, by the way, and there was no I drop. A, I th- there was no. Not, I think I read a a blurb like on Rotten Tomatoes saying that Mengold was free of that in this movie. It yeah. was like more of an independent kind of thing. And, and uh, from what I understand, it was I'll make the movie cheap if you let me make it rated R. And they're like, yeah, go for it. Which is why there's really not a lot of huge set pieces that are computer generated. A lot of this was done with uh, like actual stunt work. But my original point is at no time did the quality drop at all mm-hmm. like there the movie doesn't even hit a lull there's no lull in the movie where you're like oh fast forward not even once mm-hmm. like each each page of the script is important to the next page and it it really ties the movie up in a nice bow the one thing that really surprised me was um like wolverine's like dying and he has the he has a adamantium bullet 
that he's thinking about ending it with because he can't take it anymore, which I obviously I love. I mean, we all know Fear Agent. Amazing. Mm-hmm. This is like my Wolverine Fear Agent story, this movie. <laughs> and when he finds That's out that quote, X23 way. came from his genes and is essentially his daughter, I was waiting for him to relent and take her in. Mm-hmm. And he, like, the first two thirds of this movie, he doesn't at all. No. Like, the first scene. He tries to ditch her in uh-huh. the house with Charles. Like, And there's several scenes later, like when they go to the farmhouse, which we'll talk about in depth, when he sees that she's being kidnapped, he like has to pause and be like, okay, you're being kidnapped right now. What about Chuck? So he goes right. upstairs to check on Chuck. He's like, all right, I have to make a decision here. And that happens so often that I was really shocked that they went deep character on Logan yeah. to this point where, you know, and, he and, wants nothing to do with her because mm-hmm. people get killed when he connects with people. And then, like, really another reason is he's going to be dead soon, which he probably has doesn't want her to connect with him because I'm going to be gone. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't need me in your life. Right. He and, doesn't want to burden her, like, make her feel like probably the way he feels with Chuck. You know what I mean? Like, he's... Mm-hmm. Out of some loyalty, she's going to have to like take care of him if if they connect on any. Uh, and they and they still don't even connect until he dies at the end. That's the mm-hmm. that's oh, the gosh. first time. Like she makes the effort with the scene with the hand when he's burying Chuck, and he rejects it. Like he knows what it means. And then when she, uh, the kids need to go to to the um to the state border. country line. What do we call that? The border. Yeah. Um, he he pushes her away again. Like it's constant. Like I was really shocked that, that could he have been went it. that far. Like, that could have been the last time he saw her. Mm-hmm. That would have been it. You know what I mean? And he would have been con- like not content, but miserably okay with that fact. He would have been obviously considered the whole situation better off if it would have been like that. Mm-hmm. I I want to share with you both a truly emotional moment that I have while watching this movie. When Wolverine is impaled on that tree and he he whispers to Lara, Lara, this is what it looks like, referring to like real life, a callback to what Charles spoke about earlier, and she finally breaks down and calls him daddy, I I did cry. I've never cried at a superhero film ever. And as a father, when that happened, like even my wife, would, who would normally eviscerate me for any kind of emotion, uh, put her hand on my hand. Like it was, <laughs> it was a rough <laughs> moment for me. Like real rough. Before before the Tim O'Thief phone rings. Hey uh-huh. Tim. Oh yeah. Tim O'Thief. He's I'm getting the just slacking it's us right up. now. I gotta correct you before Tim buzzes in. Uh, I think that line was. So this is what it feels like, right? Um, so have to I mean, it's been confirmed on the internet, John Z. So Timothy, look, um, I'm going to remember the things I want to like how I want to remember them, <laughs> and this is something that people who have known me my whole life know about me. So I I apologize if it infuriates you on some base level. To, I'm not going to stop. To, you telling me it's wrong is not going to make me stop. To John Z's, uh, go ahead, Dale. Uh, no, and and hold on. He like was about to say to my credit. 
He was about to say to my credit, so I'll take some credit real quick. <laughs> Go, Dale. Building on that, like building on what we just discussed about his like um, selfishness for his obviously good reasons, like a part of me wonders if he says that because he finally feels death yeah, and he's content. Like this is what it feels like to die and this is the greatest feeling. I've and then as a, as a loop around, before I give Jonesy his due credit, um, in my heart, another way to interpret that line is for him to feel what it's like to have a family mm-hmm. because he's Absolutely. holding Lara's hand, uh, when that happens or it's like right after that. Uh, I was going to say the first time I saw this movie, I totally misheard Logan's final line before that, which was when he tells Lara to not be what they made you. Mm-hmm. I totally misheard that. I don't even remember what the hell I thought he said the first time around, but mm-hmm. it was way wrong. And I like when I watched it the second time, I was like, "Oh, that's what he says." Okay, yeah, which was great. God, such great advice, like for her. She is a weapon, mm-hmm. and like he's just like reminding her, "Look at me. Look what I've been through for who God knows how long. Don't be what they made you." Oh, it's just so. Sp- so special. How about when um, the amazing the scene at the farmhouse? I know it's amazing. Say, that I'm whole like, that was thing. The scene at the farmhouse was a punch in the stomach by to everybody. I I think nobody expected that. Well, I even even that. I mean, just them that whole environment of them being at oh, the farmhouse yeah. was beautiful. Like Wolverine not wanting to stay there. I mean, sitting at the table. How does honestly? How do they agree to stay there that night? How do you even do that? I know Charles needs a place to sleep. There's 1,000 killer cyborgs after us. We you, probably shouldn't stop for very long. You cannot stop at this farmhouse for more than one hour, Logan. You will get these people killed. That's yeah. the whole thing I thought of that entire scene. Like when they stopped, I was like, no, come on. These people are dead. These good he people are dead. He didn't even want dead. to stop to help them wrangle their horses. <laughs> And then he gets suckered into it. Also, like, Logan is shutting out his daughter for the last hour. He's going to let these strangers in that he, that will probably get murdered because he's going to let them in? Like, come on. Leave these but people alone. I, abs- you, you know what? You're absolutely right, and he should know better. But this goes to my strongest feeling of the movie. Like Laura was great, but my the most overwhelming feeling that I get when I think about this movie is after all that we missed on camera and all that they've been through, no everybody they know is dead and was hunted mm, down. Good point. His loyalty to Charles Xavier mm. to do what he's doing on a day to day basis, driving a limo to buy and 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 get drugs the only way he knows how to keep him alive and safe he's is is like whatever else the movie is it's his loyalty and his good-heartedness to pay back a man possibly the only man to show him kindness or really honor what honor is Yes, like he's going to buy, he's going to raise money to buy them a boat so they can live on the ocean so nobody can ever get to, like he has inherited this, like, and and on a level, it could be us, like 
taking care of our parents who can't do taking care of themselves anymore. Like he is going to go to the extreme to keep Charles Xavier around as long as he can. Like he's not going to leave him in a water tank with Caliban. Like he's doing it all and who and he's been doing it all since the mutant hunting starting the mutant mutant hunting started. So to keep him a couple things about Chuck that are that are rattling around in my head. You remember Days of Future Past? Like the and, the and, last good X Men movie? Go ahead, Dale. Yeah, you, you want to say I, more? I'm sorry, but to tie yeah. it back to the farmhouse, Charles Xavier is insisting because Laura needs to see and experience. Mm. Charles says it's okay, so Logan's like ah, Charles. Before before we get to Days of Future Past. A few things about the farmhouse where Laura smiles. They're all having a good time. Amazing mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how about Chuck telling quote unquote Logan about how this was the first good day that he can oh, remember. God. And his perfect night. We'll, real Logan will never know that, which is just so depressing. Oh, yeah. And when uh, I'll, I'll say Albert. Because in the comics there was a you know that that robot clone Wolverine Albert, um, which the first thing I thought of once this guy showed up. But I literally I feel like everyone thought that was a dream sequence, so I was like emotionally detaching myself from that moment, and then it turned out to be real life, and I was like, no, I thought this was a dream. It didn't get real until he's like lugging him down the steps and plops him in the back of the pickup truck. (laughs) Like then it's like, oh my god, this is absolutely one hundred percent real. This just happened this is the last time we're going to see charles xavier Mm. how about when he uh, when he's just like charles it wasn't me it wasn't me it wasn't me amazing i oh god um i just i have no words for how amazing that sequence was Uh, but before i forget like at the end the last good x-men movie days of future past wolverine sets the timeline right you know he pretty much eliminates x-men the last stand Everybody's alive and well. The school's alive and well. But only Charles knows because he can read his mind what Wolverine's actually been through. And they start this journey of peers, this bond of them exploring that alternate history together. And you can kind of see the seeds of this changing from a mentor-mentee to like these two close people this movie is the full realization of that one moment. Like that one, like mm-hmm. it's, and it, it's amazing to see what it's blossomed into because they, they kind of switch the um, plot of old man Logan to where it's professor X who's accidentally killed the X-Men in this, in this version. And who better to understand that kind of pain and grief and tragedy than the person who's been a killer of men for maybe centuries at this point, you know, at least a hundred years or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like they're really the perfect pair to be in this film together. Like it wouldn't make sense for him and Gene to be together. Like it really makes sense for him and Charles to be the last two standing. Mm-hmm. I remember liking days of future past, but I don't remember anything about that movie. It's the one I saw where it like a year ago they when it came out. They uh, they kind of quote unquote. Like I remember the time I remember travel. 
Yeah, I remember that bit, but it's like un, it's not rem- memorable. I mean, it, right. like compared yeah, to compared right. to Logan, that movie is dog. Yeah, oh, I agree. Like absolute right. dog. I mean, this. I mean, I, I have to tell you, top three comic book movies of all time: Dark Knight trilogy number one, Logan number two. I just saw the movie, and it occupies I, the number like, two honestly, spot. Honestly, I'm gonna I put this on Facebook. I feel like Logan makes the Dark Dark Knight look like garbage. Oh God! You know what? I effing agree with you. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> wow! Just like that. That's all it took was Slim to tell Jonesy about his Facebook post. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, could have said probably that was the fast that literally the fastest backpedal in paper gag history. I think I was, was already spinning seconds. that direction and just needed some help. Someone just needed to cut the break line. <laughs> Dark Knight. Number one. Wait, you're right. It's garbage. <laughs> you know what? I agree with you. Uh, the The farm scene, uh, I feel like so many amazing, beautiful moments happen in that. You know, when Wolverine goes to help him with the water situation. But my favorite one, I think, was when uh, the guy from ER. Is it ER that guy's from? Yeah, Eric LaSalle, Dr. Benton. Um, ER doctor saves Logan from getting killed by his clone by ramming him into that you know machinery mm-hmm. and he Fresher. gets out of the car and is going to shoot logan because he brought the his, evil his, into his life with his shell last shotgun shell and logan stands there accepting mm-hmm. it because he knows for for an eternity you you could you said more in that moment than any superhero movie could do in hours yeah. just in that one moment Mm. And just picture the pain, like uh, Eric LaSalle's in. I mean, like, yeah, you don't expect him. You expect him to be for forgiving him then. But spoilers: his whole family just died. Yeah, he's brutally. kill. He's going to kill everybody with that shotgun if he can. Yeah. Oh God. God. I mean, God I mean, damn. you could write you could write a thesis mm-hmm. on that moment with Eric LaSalle yeah. about to shoot Logan and trying to, but being out of. Ammo. Eric LaSalle is a vision in this movie. <laughs> I mean, I've ne- honestly, I've never, se- I've never even seen one entire episode of ER. Neither have He's I. He's the guy from Coming You've to America. You've never seen ER? Okay. No, um, Jonesy, I'm not 45. I wasn't 45 when ER came out. Are you sure about I'm that? I'm 45 now. How, How many, many episodes for real of ER have you watched, Jonesy? God, maybe three. <laughs> but that already yeah, makes me an expert. Dale. <laughs> compared to Dale. Three to your zero. I think Dr. the only Benton, episode Dr. I remember Benton, is Dr. when... Dr. Benton from ER, Dr. Benton, the, the gorgeous Dr. Benton. <laughs> Dr. Benton fan club, and he's seen three episodes uh, after Eric LaSalle left the show, I'm sure. Oh, boy. Oof. The one, th- the How about the uh, the comic books coming full circle? Uh, in, yeah. in several, several... <laughs> Dale's head was just still flopping around in my video. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> When eventually the Eden, like he thought it was bullcrap that they made it up because there's an Eden in the comic books, which I would pay handsomely to buy these print comic books. Um, do, do they, they exist as print? Like, did they come out bundled? No, they like, just made no. them for the movie so so far. I hope they they sell them in some fashion. I want them. But when they get to Eden and the other kids are there, and um, the kids shave, they trim his beard to match that of like the famous comic book Wolverine. Mm. Oh boy, that was that was adorable. Yeah. I did hear a few people though question how 
if the genetic transigen it was in Mexico City. Why is Laura the only bilingual kid in the whole group? <laughs> <laughs> right, since they were all born and raised in that area, it doesn't how, make any sense. How great is it that they think she's mute for like two hours, mm-hmm. and then she says uh, "de nada," and Logan's like, "Wait, you could talk this whole time," and then she like rapid speaks Spanish to him, and he's like, "Shut the f up!" Like, that <laughs> was really funny. Yeah, guys, loved it when when he. Uh, Got punched in the face too by her. That was that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. She, you know what? I know. Um, right now. <laughs> the internet meetup is a, a a fire with who's going to reprise Wolverine. You know who's going to be who's going to be the next one to fill the shoes. We have Wolverine. Is it? We have is it a fire. I'm fanning the fake fire of what I assume is out there, but have not uh, verified. <laughs> you know, I had a, a thought yesterday of who would be a perfect Wolverine. I think he's the same. Laura, he's pretty old. I'm talking about dude Wolverine, Logan, Tom Hardy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bane. Yeah, Mad Max. Mm-hmm. Mm, From I that do garbage it. film, The Dark Knight uh, <laughs> Rises. Piece of I mean, crap. That was that Piece was, that was garbage literal garbage. That film. How did he get back to Gotham after his back was broken? He convalesced. He swam. And- in a hole in the ground where I'm sure there was no medical care available, no real medical care. And he leapt 14 cubic feet onto a stone, and he's like, now I can do anything. He was in, what was the area he was in when he was underground? Listen, if you you go by the comic book, I'm sure he's got a bat bunker somewhere over there with, you know, credit cards, fresh fresh clothes that... Listen, let's not sully... This episode mm-hmm. with Dark Knight Rises. Absolutely. Please. You brought it up, just saying. So, how about when uh, Wolverine tries to engage one of his claws at the beginning of the movie, and it won't go, mm-hmm. and he has to super painfully cut his own hands as he out. like oh, sets it back in the socket. Just total magic. Him drinking alone in bed. That shot with the backdrop, the orange backdrop, mm. the uh-huh. dog tags. You kid? You kidding me? With that scene, <laughs> God. Or, I mean, I everything like it was just perfect. It was just there was just like dust everywhere, and it just worked. Like every scene in the shot, the 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 limo was dusty and dirty. Every place they went was there was just dust. I mean, I just felt it. Like I that just added to like the pain and the suffering that they were in. Oh, small detail that uh, this movie is just rife with uh wolverine is such an old man that he has to buy reading glasses but never takes the time to take the barcode off hmm. so every time he puts his mm-hmm. reading glasses on you see that big old barcode that has to be annoying but he just he isn't gonna take it off he's wolverine now we haven't talked about this scene but he takes the go juice and the climax and for a brief moment he's the wolverine of he's old back and probably one of the best choreographed Wolverine scenes in his ten appearances. I, I absolutely, uh, just I. One of the many chilling scenes is when after he takes the juice, the wide shot of him running into the the Canadian wilderness, mm-hmm. like juiced up. That was that was like straight out of a comic book, like widescreen. I was him in his tank top. 
so shocked how well the fight scenes were. Like the hardcore fight scenes could have been really bad. Everyone was so well choreographed. Even when he's yeah. running through the wilderness and they shoot at him. Remember the scene where the guy's like in the car and he shoots at him and he like holds up from running? Like even that was beautiful. So well mm. shot, so well planned. Everything was I mean, it's just so rare. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. How how about when they realize that Wolverine is, you know, quote unquote young again and the hired reavers suddenly are like bat ass pissing themselves. <laughs> Even uh yeah. Pierce is like, oh no, he took all of it. Like they find the empty bottle of the medicine and they're like, there's just this OF moment between all of them. Okay. And then the howl of Wolverine in the distance, like it just sends chills down your spine. Was the actor who played Donald Pierce the guy that plays Riggs in the TV show Lethal Weapon? God, no clue. I, I thought maybe, maybe that's who it is because I he looked familiar, but I can't, I couldn't place it any other. I'm looking it up. I'm getting the intern on it. Boyd Holbrook. Al Holbrook's son. Is it really? I mean, possibly not, but... You said it with such conviction that I immediately thought you were correct. That's like my move. actor and fashion model. It's from Kentucky. Believe it or not. Um, I don't think it's him. I don't think he's Marty Riggs. He was in Narcos. Was he in um, Boomtown? Sons of Anarchy? Or am I thinking of a different guy? Different guy. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good, Donald Pierce. Yeah, yeah, he was good. When he his inflection, when he says no to Lara at the uh, Mexican encampment, when he's like, no, no, mm-hmm. no. Right. Oh, also, how amazing in that scene was when Lara's still eating her cereal and she sees that the dudes are encroaching on the building and she doesn't move. She just continues eating and like looks around. (laughs) Oh my God. Amazing. Oh God. It's just a, it was a tour de force. Everything worked about the movie. I mean the, like the fuzzy font that they used to like, introduced the word Logan and the actors like it was just like a little tiny word it was just the styling choice it was great when when this the the movie went black when the movie was over and that Johnny Cash song starts mm-hmm. that, that I can't think of a more perfect song like it just was perfect for the vibe for the characters these I think they use hurt in the trailer and that was the mm-hmm. perfect like perfect yeah. song when it was especially the line is like you could have it all my empire of dirt and it's just the wide shot of them walking together like in the like mexican wasteland mm. oh my goodness gracious what, what about when uh they like when he legit starts getting emotional when they bury charles Hmm. And he try like you just want him to say it. You're begging him to say it. Like he he gets like the first three words out twice, but that's it. Like you're by the water, and then the tears start welling up in his eyes. Like 
you know he really wants to say something beautiful it, and it like you just want him to you're cheer you're like hoping that he opens up to there's nobody around but Laura like you're just hoping that he can open up for the first time in his life mm-hmm. and then he can't god damn mm. I mean Laura quoting the movie that she saw with Charles Shane in the uh, hotel Shane, yeah. I thought was a really nice touch God, I mean, mm-hmm. ugh. kiss his fingers into the air. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked. Uh, this is like a weird thing to like, but another small detail I liked is whoever came up with the set design came up with what cars would realistically look like in twenty twenty nine. They weren't super futuristic. They were just kind of like right. um, a little softer in the edges. Mm-hmm. Uh, like even. That Chrysler is like a Chrysler 300 kind of stretched out, but, or even like when they buy the Dodge Ram, it's just like this oh, that Ram. kind of elongated, right? Like mm. it's just so well done. Like, and the F250s look like an F250 you could buy now, just like it, just slightly different. So, whoever did the auto automotive design, they must have given them some cars because obviously that's probably how they got most of their budget was, you know, um, you know, the Dodge, or not the Dodge, but the Detroit sponsorship. But yeah. they must have been given carte blanche to kind of change the, the body styles. And I thought whoever did that did an exceptional job and added a sense of realism to this movie that I don't think I know that I that I needed, but I needed it. Mm-hmm. And they did a great job and they delivered. Didn't they do that um, for The Matrix too? Didn't they do like the Escalades for the first time before they were like two years before they were even out? Yeah, was it, was it that model? I, think, they I don't know if it was the Escalade or the car. Um, it was like the truck one. I thought maybe it was the Escalade. Yeah, and yeah, it was really weird. Yeah, I'm thinking of Bad Boys Two, where they introduced the easy Cadillac. To those, uh, easy to get those two movies mixed up. Yeah, super close. Constantly Will Smith could have been Neo. You know, <laughs> six degrees of Will Smith on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, what a movie. I mean... Timeless. It's timeless. Join it's us timeless, next week know? when we do Logan again. Because mm-hmm. mm. I know, like, you know what's great about this movie? We just talked about it for a solid 40 minutes. We hit all the hits, and there's still more we could talk about. Like, we could circle back and hit so many more things. But I, we yeah. can't because I just realized we have to get to 10 letters. You know? Yeah, we'll be done around 4 a.m. after we read these letters. It's gonna be a two-hour show. My nightmare. <laughs> My nightmare. Uh, there you have it. Shoot us a letter before we wrap up this show. Right around the corner, we're we're putting the brakes on for good. Episode three hundred. It's real. Which we might have to do two episodes one week. You know to kind of weasel it in before Dale takes his big bon voyage vacation. Yeah, you know, we want to get this mm. wrapped up before he rides off into the sunset. We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. Letters at VaporGang.com Write us a letter. We might read it on the era for the next 18 episodes or whatever. Our first letter comes to us from long-term, long-time friend of the show, 
Uh, you might know him as the one that wishes people would run off the road. We just call him at Ren Mike D. Uh, and he writes, Logan, sweet, sweet Logan. Harriet, sweet Harriet. He says, hello, gents. Just checked out Logan yesterday and insert audio from a Peter North finale. <laughs> Oh, Dale, man. that was a deep pull for you, I think. Uh, this is everything I've ever wanted from a Wolverine film. No world saving, no 9-11 calamities, and no incessant quips. Just a man helping a little girl and his oldest friend. Hopefully this starts a trend of non-world ending stories, but I doubt it. Logan is by far the best comic film since The Dark Knight. Here's the glorious Logan-like end to P.K., Minus being impaled and dead. Spoilers. <laughs> All right, sure. Mike. Thank you for the letter. Uh, I referred to you about 10 minutes ago on the audio when I backpedal pretty hard on The Dark Knight. Uh, Ren Mike D, thanks. Ren Mike D just convinced Jonesy that is still pretty up there. I just front pedaled. <laughs> you know, I'm all over the place with this pedaling. <laughs> Next up. Huge friend of the show, at... Under an Anchor. Oh, boy. Under an Anchor Comics, the original car artist for the upcoming uh, Action Lab title, Kid Sherlock. Mm. Check it out. Can't uh, wait. Hello, boys. Been really... I've, I, I, I put really... <laughs> I've really been enjoying the change of pace of these movie review eps. My sadness over the podcast coming to an end, coupled with my excitement for each new episode, has mixed into a bittersweet symphony of emotion, making me want to throw in a suggestion or two before the curtain falls. As I was listening to the Tombstone episode, I thought to myself, personal best, Oh man, they should totally do heat. Slim suggests heat. Pivot. The metal button above my zipper holding my jeans closed shoots across the room, much like the cork from a bottle of champagne. Next, I thought, okay, well, maybe I'll suggest Mantis. And Slim toyed with the idea via a picture I posted on Twitter a while back. Slim suggests Mantis. Pivot. My pants come off much in the same way Doc Holliday loses his duster. I did watch the first two episodes way back just in case there was ever a need for a guest coast. <laughs> Thank goodness you guys didn't mention this next film because it's the last suggestion I had in the chamber. If you still got a spot, I'd like to recommend The Untouchables, starring Mr. Kevin Costner, Sean Connery, and a fresh-faced Andy Garcia. It's one of my all-time faves. Mm. As always, thanks for the entertainment. Week after week, love you guys. Uh, at Underacre. <laughs> Dale, uh, be sure to answer your phone so we can do some of the flap. Yeah. Uh, my, like, since I live in the middle of nowhere, at Under Nanker tried calling me over the weekend and was just, like, calling me while, basically, his house is burning down. He was in charge of the three kids, and there was just, it was a bad scene. There was, like, puke and, and, and fluids, mm-hmm. and I felt totally, simp- I, I, I was, felt sorry for him because I didn't even get his voicemail until I try, drove about a mile away from my house. And I started getting like notifications from my phone again, so I'm sorry I missed that. But uh, he is uh, a flap sympathizer; he lives it day in and day out. Love under Necker. Our final letter. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. Subject: Logan. Okay. 
It reads, going out with a bang, gents. I guess you'll be hanging it up today since Logan was clearly a top five best superhero movie. Looking back at my top five, I got The Watchmen, Hellboy, The Dark Knight, Logan, and Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm interested in your top five. By the way, you're killing it on these final episodes. I mean, Tombstone, Aliens, Logan, Blade Runner. The sheer mention of young guns makes me grow a big, proud, rubbery one. Talk about going out with a blaze of glory, pun intended. You mentioned Predator, Lethal Weapon, and The Matrix, but I can't remember if I heard Braveheart, The Departed, Mm -hmm. or Gangs of New York. Mm. I love to hear your take on any of them. Mm. Well, I guess you're going to have to start a new film podcast, Mediocridad y el Cinema Magnifico. Get it done, bees. Love you guys, and keep up the magic. P.S. Have you ever considered 300 on your epic run to 300? It's a comic and a movie. And that's from Dear Friend of the Show. Uh, that's, um, what is, what's his name? Oh, Irrational Beers. Irrational Beers. Yeah, Irrational Beers. Sign that letter next time, babe. So I don't look so yeah. foolish. Funny well, story about Irrational Beers. I was going through my uh, nightstand and I found that great uh, patch he gave us from oh, the yeah. uh, police department he works at. Funny Thank you story about that. Irrational Beers. I've not even in my personal life have ever considered watching the movie 300. <laughs> <laughs> How about just briefly, his number one movie is Watchmen. Well, it's not like his name is Rational Beers, guys. I'm. <laughs> That's good. You're right. Listen, I I didn't mind Watchmen all that much. I mean, I don't think we minded it, right? I mean, I like the Rorschach parts a lot. Let me just let me just throw out a phrase. We'll see how it sticks. It. Throw it against the wall. The summer of Scorsese. Oh. oh. <laughs> So we have Man. the depart. Don't you just threw off his headphones? Headphones. We have the departed is already right queued now. up on the list. The doc that's private to us three. It's never been revealed. We have mm-hmm. the departed casino. We, um, casinos on there, obviously. Um, Raging Bull. Cape Fear. Oh God. Uh, Goodfellas. I mean, I'm just saying, just throwing it out there, you know? Dale has not responded yet. And, yeah, he, oh no. I, he's just going to he, close I mean, the lid to I, his laptop right now. I, 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 <laughs> oh my God, what? <sighs> I'm just, re- I'm, no, I, was, I wasn't speaking up because I just wasn't looking at the, uh, the list of things. There's a lot of things. I mean, the, we have a lot could, of work ahead of us. The eye of Sauron is ever watching. I mean, you you dip your toes, you you dip wade in to the pool of Scorsese. I mean, the eyes of filmdom will be upon us, and I, you know, technically we don't we don't have a lot of slots left because if we need to do, um, actually, I guess we have we have one slot. That's assuming we keep in something like the thing. Mm. Oh God. Briscoe County Jr. premiere uh, episode. Uh, Avatar. 
Thunder in Paradise, the movie. Oh, yeah. The Departed. These are all staying. The Departed. <laughs> the Departed. Man on Fire. Oh, yeah. Mantis premiere episode. <laughs> Cracks me up just thinking about it. <laughs> uh, Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection double shot up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Matrix Trilogy. We got to do that for the Charles Forsman's of the world. Yeah. Because uh, he deserves he I, it. Yeah. Um, not it, on here, but Predator 2 is still kind of one I want to do. I uh, did Demolition Man. Not Demolition Man's cut? on here. Yeah. Hard Target. JCVD. <sighs> Fudge. In the Bayou. Double shot with Time Cop. Mm. <laughs> I almost broke uh, my mic stand. Uh, we, ha- we have Wall Street on here, but I think that was a lukewarm. I'm going to delete Wall Street off. Just delete, delete it. It's gone. And throw so now throw we a casino have on there. Cas- uh, casinos on here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Heat. Oh yeah. So assuming we do Young Guns double shot up one and two, that leaves two remaining slots. Oh my god, is that That's it? That's it. Otherwise, everything is full up. Oh my god, no. Oh my god. Criminal. Remember, just criminal's just the last tight. episode. Wow. Mm. Something to think about. Yeah. <laughs> Something to think about. Wow. So there's going to be, just to wet people's appetite, there's going to be a week or two where two episodes are released. Two numerical episodes are released in one week. Because we need to wrap this up before July. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to come uh, fast. It's going to come hard. Often, and you're gonna—they're gonna repeat those motions. Yeah, like the finale of a uh, 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 Peter North scene. <laughs> Johnny Wad, the King of X. <laughs> ropes, shooting ropes. <laughs> that might—that might have even gone too far for me. Jonesy is perturbed. (laughs) Please. And I tolerated that squeezing the last poop nugget out earlier. (laughs) Tolerated it. And the Uh, ropes was too much. Now, next week is scheduled for the alien double shot. We Mm. can move that around. We could have our pick of the litter. We could do Thunder in Paradise next week if we really wanted to. Let's leave it up to Dale. Dale, what are we going to do next week? Something really special to me would be Thunder in Paradise. We watch it in person. We uh, record in person. Oh, wow. I don't. I think we could get that accomplished in the next 18 weeks. You know, I, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to say next 18 days <laughs> no, or something. No, 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 no. A little bit. So I, I would be a fine with aliens, or we could move aliens out a little more. Maybe we and, get uh, it done. We get it out of the way. People still have alien top of mind. Yeah, that's true. Because after alien... We have the likes of Avatar. Never you seen know, it. If we want to pivot from James Cameron, even though he only did Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and The now, Matrix. I, I can't believe RoboCop isn't on that list. I feel like we couldn't do RoboCop justice. Yeah, it'd be tough. But the summer of Scorsese. You know. RoboCop is, <laughs> right, exactly. is next level brilliance. <laughs> it's it's on another field of existence that we can't even hope it to. It is. You're right. 
you're right. You know, I mean, honestly, if we were going to do RoboCop, it would just be us replaying the scene where the dude goes into the grocery store and steals the comics, and then RoboCop busts in, and then you hear that noise like, when the doors open, and then the dude's like, great scene god that was uh one of our top phrases one night in rocket league after discussing robocop privately we just kept screaming fuck me fuck me just to have uh, another rocket league night just to part the kimono uh these two get on a chat before the game starts and they come up with a catchphrase and then they just shout it back at each other and basically exclude everybody for the rest of the night they don't ever separate teams you they know, say they're on random, yet they let's, are randomly. Let's, let's pull the kimono back even further. Oh. We are the future, Charles. Not them. <laughs> Not them. <laughs> Not them. We <laughs> explained that quote several times when we were in Rocket League, but someone mm-hmm. always has trouble accepting party and chat invites on Xbox. Well, we don't hold Jonesy, that against Jim Lind. Okay. <laughs> Josie was like 40 minutes late to our party because for some reason our 100 party invites, quote, air quotes, never showed up on his Xbox. Right. right. Unreliable Xbox. Listen, the thing makes a sound like I can only imagine Robocop's hips do when they power down. We need to get Major Nelson on the case. About how yeah. Jonesy never gets a party invite or a chat invite on his Xbox. Maybe I need some troubleshooting, the, you know? The Major could use Jonesy as an example while screaming instructions at all of us <laughs> to do it the right way. But but one thing Jonesy is right about is Slim and I, our catchphrases of the night, we could just keep saying it back and forth to each other. We don't have to say any wor- other words to each other, mm-hmm. and we would just keep each other laughing the entire night. And yes, last time we played it was... I it was Magneto and Professor X from X Men One, where Magneto's walking away from him, saying, "We're the future, Charles, not the." <laughs> Times yeah, one million. It would just be not them, not them. <laughs> what was the one before that? Was it? Oh yeah, it was Robocop. You know, it's a fun time. We have fun. We laugh. Fun. I mean, we try to we try to shake off life. We try to let loose. Yeah, you got you to. Know? Jonesy's back there playing goal, you know, like Hope Solo of Rocket League. Yeah. And use his disappearing cloak <laughs> until the last minute when you uh, yeah. encroach on the goalpost, he appears. Yeah. <laughs> Bides his time. I there, there, there was a moment where I had to take the reins of a game. You know what? Yeah, you know what's bad when Jonesy's not in the goal and he's like trying to <laughs> score goals every yeah. five seconds. The goal's yeah. wide open. <laughs> He throws That's when you caution know, to the wind uh, when he's business. in the offensive zone for more than five seconds. <laughs> it had to be done. That's when you know you got him. When Jonesy's in the offensive zone for more than five right. seconds, we got him. We got him on the ropes. <laughs> he's crumbling. You know, what are you going to do? Jim Lind just whacking the ball on the ceiling for about, what, what's a Rocket League round? Four minutes? Well, you had Chucky Fours on your team. Yeah, he's the Chucky man. Fours? Pots and pans and dishes, too. Charles Forsman himself. 
Revenger. Mm-hmm. Team Revenger. <laughs> are we in the fireside? I don't know if we're in the fireside. Yeah, I think we are. This, ca- this counts. Hour this 32. Counts. We should probably kill it like Logan did to a bunch of street toughs. Not them. <laughs> we're the future Charles. Not them. They no longer matter. <laughs> oh, that's what we were saying uh, to somebody in my office. Can you imagine watching X-Men 1 either at the time of release in the year 2000 and your next movie being Logan? Like those are those are amazing bookend films. Yeah. In tone, in quality and everything. Mm-hmm. Also called Chuck made a call back to the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Remember? I found you you're a cage fighter. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. Although technically, I, he wasn't even really referencing the Statue of Liberty because that's the hotel that they were staying at. Remember? Oh, wow. That's why Logan like looked at his head, looked at the sign, like real weird. Mm-hmm. Not them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are the future, Charles. Not them. <laughs> Greatest video game ever, Rocket League. Yeah, I agree. It's just, it just, it just, it just, just, it just fosters uh, fun. Yeah, maybe there's another game night coming up on the horizon. I think we deserve it. I think so, friends. We'll see, and we'll see who's available. Right. <laughs> we'll see who never and does not engage the other person's team, even though they're on random. Wow. Got him. Got him on the ropes. Right now, we got him on the ropes. Here comes Jonesy. Jonesy's uh, the equivalent of uh, on offense right now. (laughs) Throwing caution to the wind. (laughs) Turbo button jammed down. Just jamming that turbo. Getting things done. (laughs) Other instances where Jonesy's in the offensive zone is when he... uh, when he cursed out Dave on air. I think that was when he was in the Rocket League offensive zone. <laughs> and die. Yeah, that's definitely one. That's definitely one. Oh, God, what a show. Maybe we should wrap it up. Yeah? Yeah. It's, it, was, it was a long one, you know, but it was it was good. 95 minutes. Probably just cut out that adamantium, man. <laughs> adamantium. Adamantium. Adamantium, man. I love it. We should end Fuck there. Fuck you, Dale. <laughs> <laughs>